It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights break out of their goal scoring slump, put six behind the St. Louis Blues goaltenders. Six to one, the final here for the Vegas Golden Knights over the St. Louis Blues. And let's break this one down with the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, heading back out to St. Louis. And Dan, how did it feel to be on the road? Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, obviously it has me so excited that I got the time of the game wrong for Wednesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's an hour later than, than normal. So it's 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Central time, and obviously that makes it 6 o'clock Pacific time. So my apologies, pregame show at 5, uh, after the insider show, of course, and then puck drop is uh, 6 o'clock Pacific time. So my apologies, but I guess that also <laughs> tells you, Ryan, how nice it is to be back in an opposing building. And uh, it was great to see Frank also uh, uh, here in the booth and uh, Jim Jackson, who is uh, uh, one of our regular engineers, and Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale, the broadcasters, and John Kelly and Darren Pang. And I could start going down the list of all the, the great folks it is to see. And it's great to be in the building, but it's great to see in person a number of the folks that we haven't seen in a calendar year. Yeah. Gary and I were in Lake Tahoe for that broadcast, so we did travel for that game, but it's not a regular situation, of course. This is the first time we've been in a venue outside of T-Mobile Arena where we haven't visited prior to last March. And uh, it's, it's great, and um, hopefully there's uh, more of that to come. Another game against St. Louis, another offensive outburst from the Golden Knights. Now 25 goals in five games against St. Louis. Can you hazard a guess as to why Vegas has been so productive against the Blues? Well, I first think Vegas has had Jordan Bennington's number. Yeah. Jordan Bennington didn't start today. It was Vili Husso. And I, I suppose that for Craig Berube, you're looking at how well Bennington has played but has no run support. With Husso, he's been okay, hasn't played a lot, but you know, they're running Bennington night after night, and they're not scoring for him. And let's face it, Billy Husso is not nearly as good as Jordan Bennington, at least not right now. He's 6-5-1 on the year. Bennington is 10-11-5. But if you look at how many goals they have scored in support of Bennington, it's it's almost shameful. I mean, it's, it's eight goals in his last seven starts. That's not going to do it for almost any goaltender. So uh, I would say that this is a Blues club, uh, aside from its goaltending, which would be the obvious culprit for the Knights scoring so many goals, it seems like a Blues team that's in its own head. They've got four wins at home this year. They're 4-9-4 four, four at home. That's, you know, even without a, a normal, large, full crowd that they would have here at Enterprise Center, and about 4,000 folks here, there's just something head-scratching about that, and then you start to think about it. You, you figure you go on the road, okay, there's some relief there. Well, they can't win on the road right now either. They've got two wins in 14 games, and um, I think the word that Gary used and a couple of other folks here with the Blues have used the word fragile, and I think that the Knights simply took advantage of the Blues' current fragility. Now, in terms of kind of taking advantage of that and what you expect to see from Vegas moving forward, of course, Vegas coming into this game, it was a struggle to find offense. You put six in tonight, but where they go from here is really determining whether or not they're out of their slump. I think that's right. 
sometimes you need the breakthrough for guys to stop gripping their sticks. And Nosa continues his hot hand. Martinez chips in, a two, in two goals. Um, mentioned Will Carrier getting his third of the season. Nick Hay getting his fifth. Marcia so got his tenth. Now that's notable because he's one of the guys you expect to score goals. Who's not been scoring very much recently. And, you know, the other guys, Pacioretty, Stone, Smith, Glass, these are guys, and Tuck, these are the guys who normally score. They were not the guys who scored today. So right. I think if there's anything concerning in all of this, it's that those guys didn't break out themselves. The Knights as a team scored, and you can look at the assist, and sure, you you got multiple players on the list I just mentioned who did chip in with helpers. But uh, so it, does the team success help those individuals come back to form? Or when they play on Wednesday, is Riley Smith still thinking about how he's only got seven goals in 37 games? Uh, could be. Could be. Uh, I think Smith is the one guy who has inexplicably been stuck. The other guys have had their runs this year. Uh, Tuck, of course. I, th- I still think Tuck is playing very, very well. Yeah. And his lack of goal scoring, I, it's almost like you put it to the side. But you really need Stone, Pacioretty, Marcheseau, Carlson, Smith to score goals. And, you know, Stevenson comes back theoretically, uh, from the three-game suspension. He's eligible to come back. Uh, but I, I do wonder, Ryan, to your point, if uh, those other guys who have not scored recently, if this breakout affects them individually. You know, Dan, obviously this is a big game for Alex Petrangelo returning to St. Louis where he served as the captain, won a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, just kind of the importance of, of getting this game behind him that the return it's got to mean so much emotionally but just being able to kind of put that in the rear view for Alex Petrangelo yeah I think that it's not exactly how he imagined it because uh, even when he signed with the Knights this is not a full building family limited in who can attend and, and all of that and there was a wonderful tribute video played during the first intermission the crowd offered a terrific ovation and Petrangelo was obviously moved by all of that and who knows in a quiet moment what he um, has expressed uh, maybe to closer friends and family members about coming back here he's a pro he's been around a long time he's able to compartmentalize that it certainly seems but he's a genuine guy too so he's not going to pretend like it's not a big deal it is a big deal <laughs> I mean it's he's the only guy who's ever captained the Blues to a Stanley Cup championship and I, I do wonder that uh, at some point hopefully without too much more time in between, a full house of people here in St. Louis can watch Petrangelo play again, even if it is for an opposing team. It does dissipate after time. The first game back is always the strangest one. It does start to dissipate, as we know. We've got enough experience with how many nights that have moved on uh, from other clubs to Vegas. But I think that Petrangelo gets an assist, and that's his first point since the uh, injury. He was out for 12. He's now been back for four, and he's now on the score sheet again. And I, I wonder if that gives him the, the little bump to get him back to the way he was playing prior to the injury. Last one here, Dan. When it comes to Robin Leonard, since returning from his concussion, he's been very good, very locked in. What's impressed you most about his stretch since his return? Well, he hasn't given up the bad early goal in the way that maybe he had early in the season. You just sort of shake your head, and the Knights have to try to fight from behind, and often they did. I think that what you like today is that when the Knights built the lead, Leonard took advantage of the situation, not to kind of you know put his feet up and cruise, but he zeroed in. And that was, 
I think, significant because it's almost like, all right, the team's scoring for me. I'm going to make the most out of this opportunity. And mention that the Blues still put over 30 shots on goal. Leonard finishes with 31 saves. And that one goal came for St. Louis in the first period. The fact that uh, Leonard was as sharp as he was in those moments with uh, a number of off offensive weapons for St. Louis, Leonard took advantage of these minutes in a way that you, you had hoped for, I suppose. He didn't, he didn't put his feet up. He took advantage of the minutes to get sharper and sharper and probably get closer and closer to his game because, let's face it, with Fleury and Leonard alternating, neither one of these guys will be as sharp as they have been accustomed to being, who normally play every game. So I, I think that's notable for Leonard today. All right, Dan, as always, thank you for joining us here, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. At what time, Ryan? Well, the game's at <laughs> 6. So okay, whatever, time, whatever time the game ends, post-game show, we will have you, and it will be a glorious time. Thank you good. so much, Dan. Good. We'll underscore the time for that game. Thanks, Ryan. Talk to you soon. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. The Golden Knights explode six goals, four goals, second period, defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-1, to one, get back in the win column 25-10 and two on the season 52 points and you know this was a big win for the Vegas Golden Knights it was one that they needed and I, I talked about desperation in the pregame show and I would argue that the Golden Knights showed that tonight the postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights Ryan Reeves back into the lineup for the Golden Knights and Zach Whitecloud still out not on the trip the, the hope, I would imagine, is that White Cloud is, is getting closer. And if that's the case, it, it'll be good. That's, that's what the Golden Knights need. Chandler Stevenson will be an option on Wednesday as he is finishing up the third game of his three-game suspension. Let's head back to St. Louis, bring in Jonathan Marcheseau and Nick Haig as they address the media after tonight's game. It's good, obviously. I... Uh, uh, Every time I'm in the lineup, I just want to contribute in any way I can. Uh, and that one obviously feels good. Next question tonight comes from Justin Emerson, the Las Vegas Sun. Jonathan, you guys have lost the last couple. You haven't been scoring a ton of goals. So how 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 good was it to feel not just to win tonight, but to kind of explode for six goals as well? Yeah, it was a good feeling. Uh, obviously, past three games were kind of disappointing on the uh, offensive side. And uh, all four lines... Uh, contributed tonight and uh, a couple of these uh, making good good plays and good shots there back there and uh, it's a good uh, good team win next question for Nick and John goes to Brian Blessing Vegas Hockey Hotline Jonathan is that a lunch pill kind of effort north-south game go to the net uh, gets the shots through good things happen even you're at the side of the net get it on net good things happen yeah yeah uh, I think it was really good tonight. Honestly, uh, our our D were 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 finding lanes 
towards the net and we had a lot of uh, bodies in front of the goalie there and we got a couple of good bounces there and uh, if we do that every game I think it, it should be a positive for the rest of the way. We'll hold a moment if there's any final questions for Nicholas Haig or Jonathan Marcheseau. Go to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, John. Can you talk specifically about Tomas Nosek and his efforts tonight? Just getting to the net for the first goal, taking a puck to the face, coming back. It it seemed to kind of maybe uh, epitomize your guys' effort tonight. Yeah, I mean, that tonight, well, not just tonight. I think Nosey has been unbelievable all season, honestly. He's been, uh, he stepped up his game. He's been really good offensively, and he's still as reliable defensively as he was before. And he's he's really a big asset for a team. He's been uh, playing bigger minutes there, and he's and he and he responded well with uh, offensive uh, production. And uh, obviously tonight the first five were not her best first five minutes of a of of, of a game. But I mean, he came, uh, he he got gritty, he got he got in front of the net, and it was a good shot from Holdy there, and uh, he got a good uh, good tip in, and he got he he got us going. So. Uh, Honestly, his game has been uh, really good everywhere, and he's been uh, unbelievable for us this season, and he should have more uh, recognition. We'll go to Danny Webster with NHL.com. Hey, Nick, obviously it was good for you guys to get that separation in the second period, but can you just expand on how important uh, those saves were from Robin in the first period uh, to keep you guys ahead going into the second? Yeah, he uh, he was he was awesome tonight. Uh, you know, like March was saying, it's probably not the ideal way we wanted to start that game but he he kept us right in it from the start uh you know which is always a good feeling we you know on the bench can kind of rally behind that and and you know he kept it close there in the first you know five five ten minutes and then uh you know and then we really started to take off and and uh and took over a little bit so that was that was great to see take two final questions here for nicholas Haig, jonathan marsh so next we'll go back to justin emerson las vegas sun Hey Nick, it seems like all season it's kind of been an emphasis of the forwards to get to the net, create traffic in front, take away the goalie's eyes, that kind of thing. How how helpful is it for you as defensemen when they're doing that? It seemed like there were a couple of goals uh, screens tonight. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know if the goalie sees sees those shots that we're taking, uh, you know from the blue line, it's you know they're likely not going to go in. Uh, so for for the forwards to get there, it's. Uh, whether it's a screen and, and it goes in, or if they get a tip on it, uh, or or bounce on a, a second chance, um, you know that's that's a great way for us to create offense as a team. And I think you saw that tonight, uh, you know, with the tip in, with uh, Marty uh, shot from the point, you no know, mind shot from the point. And when we have guys at the net, uh, I think it's just a recipe for success and good things happen. Final question for these two will come from Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Nick, uh, we talk a lot about, you know, forwards getting all four lines rolling. You guys got contributions from all three defensive pairs tonight. So what's the feeling like on the bench when, you know, all three units are creating dangerous chances? Yeah, that's when we're at our best, when when everyone's uh, pitching in and, and contributing. I think that's what happened tonight. So uh feels good. I thought we played, a, you know, an overall, an overall good game tonight. Guys, thanks for doing this.
That was Nick Haig and Jonathan Marcheseau as they addressed the media after tonight's win. And, you know, it's an interesting situation. We'll wait for head coach Pete DeBoer. And when he steps to the podium, we will bring him as well. But let's pause 10 seconds for station identification along the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. This is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. KKGK AM Las Vegas. AAA insurance postgame show the Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-1. We await head coach Pete DeBoer and his postgame availability. And, it, you know, I, I, I thought it was interesting. When Jonathan Marcheseau was talking about defensemen finding lanes, forwards getting to the front of the net, and really that being the concerted effort. That's what we've been asking for from the Golden Knights, and that is kind of the recipe you expect to be able to break out of a slump. So the fact that the Golden Knights were able to do that tonight is a good sign. Now they just have to do it consistently the rest of the way. Let's head back out to St. Louis, bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media to get pucks and bodies to the net, bear down on chances. How much did the group really have that message resonate with them to deliver this win? Yeah, well, you know, it, we needed to, to score some goals. I think after the last couple of games, uh, you know, there was some frustration and, uh, you know, we wanted to get rewarded for, for going to those areas. And, you know, I, I think it was a perfect game for that, especially the first couple of goals, screens in front and tips. Um, so, you know, that's got to become part of our DNA every night as a team. Uh, especially this time of year. Next, we'll go to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. You had two goals from Alec Martinez tonight, one from Nick Hag. It's just, what's the feeling like on the bench when all three defensive pairs, you know, not just your forward lines, are generating looks and offense? Yeah. Well, usually that, that for me, is, a, is an indicator of how our offensive game is going because, uh, you know, typically those, those defensemen aren't scoring off the rush. It, it's off ozone play, which means that, uh, you know, we're in the other team's end and we're controlling the puck and, and we're, uh, we're putting pressure on them offensively, uh, you know, in more of that half-court game. So, uh, you know, I, I like... Uh, you know, defensemen and creating offense for us is a big part of our, our game. And, you know, it is on the rush too, but uh, it's nice when those guys get on the board in the offensive zone like that. Next question tonight goes to Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Justin. Hey, Pete, when you're uh, losing a couple of games at home, puck's not going in the net, is there something to be said about just kind of getting on the road and allowing your group to kind of mentally reset? <clears throat> for sure. I, I think we, we had a good meeting today. We just talked about uh, relaxing a little bit. There's 20 games left. We're, we're in a good spot and we just need to, to keep the good things that we're doing and, uh, you know, and, and, and fix some of the things that we weren't doing real well. So, um, you know, I thought the group uh, came out real committed tonight and we got rewarded for that. Time for a few more tonight with Pete DeBoer. Next question comes from David Jane. Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, David. Hi, Pete. A couple of the guys mentioned that maybe that wasn't the best first five minutes, but how big was Robin and some of the early saves that he made just kind of setting you guys up for what eventually happened? Yeah, it's a good point. You know, I, we, we weren't great in the first probably 10 minutes. Uh, I, I thought we gave him a lot of room, a lot of rush. 
uh, you know, they, they, uh, they had us on our heels, uh, you know, pretty consistently for the first seven or eight shifts of the game. So, yeah, we needed a couple big saves early from him and he was real solid, you know, I thought, uh, for, for all 60 minutes for us. Time for two final questions tonight. Next, we go to Danny Webster, NHL.com. Hi, Danny. It'd be kind of a bouncing off of that more specifically since Robin's come back. Can you kind of expand on the boost he's given the group since he's gotten back into the lineup? I think 4-0-1 since he's gotten yeah. back. Well, we needed him back. We relied on Flower for, for you know, a, a real run there of, of 17, 18 games. And, uh, you know, we, we talked at the beginning of the year, we we're going to need two goalies. You look around the league, the teams that are having success all have two goalies uh, going. So it, it was nice to have him back. It was nice to have him back energized. And, um, you know, he, he, he's come back. The work he put in to get back, I think, uh, you know, has really set him up for success because he, he practiced really well. And, uh you know, came back and, and I think has looked as good as he's ever looked here uh, recently. Final question today comes from Brian Blessing at the Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian. If he, uh, basically back to getting shots through and going to the net, uh, the other team obviously has something to say about that, but is this the kind of effort you get the video crew and you start slicing this up and put it on a loop and show it to the guys over and over? I mean, they know you got to go to the net. They they know the drill, but are these the kind of uh, things that you can reinforce down the road? For sure. I mean, we'll show it to them, but I, but I think the 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 best uh, motivation for doing it is, you know, the the points you you walk out of tonight with a goal or or a couple points or a goal and an assist. Uh, you know, that that's always the best motivator. So I, I think uh, you know we don't we don't need a lot more than that. It was great to get rewarded for for doing it. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Today, it's the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-1. to And it's early in the first period. The Golden Knights, not the best start to this game, but Tomasz Nosek would continue his hot streak, putting Vegas up 1-0. Meanwhile, Vegas works to the offensive zone. They have to retrieve the puck after an offensive zone draw. Holden a shot. Score! Nick Holden shot it from out high. And right in front, Tomasz Nosek was there to get a piece. And Nosek continues his hot hand. 10 points in 11 games. And Vegas has a 1-0 lead. That's Nosek from Holden and Kolasar at 6.25 of the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. Six minutes later, Alec Martinez would add to the lead. Lots of sticks between the circles. Stone finds it and works it out high. Martinez, a wrist shot, score! 
Alec Martinez puts it towards the goal. Net front presence for the Knights again, helping to create that opportunity. 2-0 Knights. That's Alec Martinez from Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty at 12.25 of the first period to make it 2-0 Vegas. Late in the period, though, the Blues would push back and Tyler Bozak would cut the lead to one. Vegas has to retreat now. Holden and Hager back as the Blues work in. Penalty coming up. Around to the right, a shot. They score! Out of the right corner, Sanford made the dish. And it's a 2-1 lead for the Knights. That's Tyler Bozak from Zach Sanford at 17.01 of the first period to make it 2-1 Vegas. We would head to the second period, and early on, Robin Leonard would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Trying to get it toward the middle with a shot attempt from Tarasenko, but it went wide left. Now out in front, a shot save. Leonard was sliding left. His big body still in position, so he made the stop. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. Shortly after that save from Robin Leonard, the Golden Knights would score three goals in just one minute and 59 seconds. Puck comes around, they score! Alec Martinez! Theodore got it from the right side, dished across to the left circle. Alec Martinez has his second goal of the game. It's his seventh of the year. Vegas leads 3-1 with 12.52 to play in the second. For Carrier, more room to feed the point. Petrangelo, his shot blocked. Petrangelo again, center score! William Carrier! He deflects home the centering pass from Petrangelo. And the Knights lead 4-1. To the side of the goal, Carlson there with Marcheseau. Shot it off the side of the net, he scores! Jonathan Marcheseau, no one challenged him in the left corner, so he banked it in off of Husso. The Knights with three goals in the second, and with 11 minutes to go in the second period, Vegas has opened up a 5-1 lead. That was Martinez from Tuck and Colasar at 7.08, Carrier from Petrangelo at 7.40, and Marcheseau from Carlson and Smith at 9.07 of the second period. And a little bit later, Nick Haig would cap off the four-goal period. First, it's Carrier sitting it out high. Haig shoots, score! Contact in front, Ryan Reeves was on the doorstep. It's 6-1 to one Vegas with seven minutes to go in the second period. That's Haig from Carrier and Wah at 13 minutes of the second period to make it 6-1 to one Vegas, and that would do it for the scoring. We would go to the third period, the clock would wind down, and all that was left was the final call. Vegas scored two in the first, Nosek and Martinez. Four in the second, Martinez, Carrier, Marcheseau, and Haig. It's enough for a Vegas victory. Final score, night six, Blues one. And there you have it, the Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-1. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-1, improved to 25-10-2 on the season, 52 points. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows, and it was St. Louis early on that had all the jump. Robin Leonard had all the saves, and then it's the Golden Knights who open up 
with two goals and then a four-goal second period to put the game away and really not much needed to be done in the third period for the Golden Knights. A lot to build on here when these two teams meet again on Wednesday. The Golden Knights will take on the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pre-game show goes at 5 o'clock. Thanks to everybody who listened here on the AAA Insurance Post-Game Show. Extended Post-Game Show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Vegas 6, St. Louis 1. Another trip to St. Louis this season, another win for the Golden Knights, another game between these two clubs, another offensive explosion from Vegas. Uh, it's, it's a trend, obviously, this year. The Golden Knights are averaging five goals per game against the St. Louis Blues, and while that is a good thing, the question for me remains, what do the Golden Knights pull out of this game in terms of building confidence in terms of finding offense the way that they did tonight against St. Louis. That's going to be what I'm most interested in. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Well, here's what we pull out of this game. Our palates may be temporarily cleansed. However, if you have to play both Minnesota and Colorado, chances are you're doomed or you may be doomed. You don't want to speak in those kind of terms this early. But if you have to play one of those two teams and then go on to play in Arizona, or now all of a sudden San Jose is lurking, and maybe the Blues, the difference is it's it's amazing. Suddenly the, the Honda West division has taken on that sort of look where the team that finishes first, and up until two weeks ago, that was the Golden Knights. We were firmly ensconced in the first play, in the first uh, spot. Mm-hmm. The team that finishes first will have a road to the to uh, to the division winner, and you won't have to play both Minnesota and Colorado. So you can see now where it's shaping up if you can just finish first in the division, the road to victory is so much simpler. Well, I I think that there's always going to be that importance placed on finishing first in the division. You get home ice advantage, which is is key. But, I, I mean, I think we can make the argument that there's three teams at the top of this division in Minnesota, Colorado, and Vegas, and whoever ends up with that fourth spot would be a heavy underdog, and I, I would argue that even though we thought it would be St. Louis, that based on how they've played, and especially how the Golden Knights have played them this season, 
that would be a heavy, heavy underdog situation. So, yeah, I mean, it highlights how important finishing first in this division really is. It's more important now than it was maybe two weeks ago when we were all fat and sassy and thought we had the top spot fairly well in hand. Because we we really thought, I think, I I know I did. A couple of weeks ago, I thought, well, the Knights are going to win the division. We're just going to, we're going to take the the top spot. But the other three teams that we would have to play were tough teams. And I thought at that time, they all were going to present a difficult task. But now, whoever finishes first is going to sleepwalk through the first round, it would appear. I mean, it would appear that way. However, I would make, I would also sit here and say that I, I like the idea of right now with 19 games remaining, the Golden Knights having to fight for that spot, not having it a, a sure thing. I think that there's merit in the Golden Knights being a little bit desperate down the stretch. Right. I, I think that's not a bad thing. You're right. That's not a bad thing. Just one more thing. Is Kelly McCrimmon's thinking different today than it was a week ago with only six days left in the trade deadline? Is he thinking we're just one play, player away from being able to win this division? You know, Mike, that's a, that's a great question, and thank you for the call. I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm being honest. Like, I think Kelly McCrimmon looks at this team and says it's the most talented team that we've had and that this is a team that is capable of winning the Stanley Cup. We know where the Golden Knights are in terms of their cap situation. We understand it because we've seen its impact just recently in having to go with only 10 skaters, uh, 10 forwards in a game because of cap implications. I don't know that anything's changed. I'm just not sure what Vegas is going to be able to do in terms of the trade deadline with their cap space, but I do think they look at this team as a team capable of winning it all. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Corwin. Corwin, how you doing? I'm doing good, Ryan. How about that for a bounce back team? Yeah, not bad, huh? Yeah. Only thing I did not like about this game was the power play. However, the other half of special teams, the penalty kill looked good. The Golden Knights, they really need to practice that power play. They haven't had enough practice time. And it really shows. Like, I had a hockey game yesterday. I'm a goalie. Lost seven nothing. The closest thing I had to practice was a pickup game on Saturday night. Didn't really have a real practice or any drills to work on since I was out of town for the actual practice. Yeah, so no, like, it's really noticeable on how they don't have practice, and the speed is going to be improved by the next game here on Wednesday, as Chandler Stevenson will be an option. And if they can get a practice before their next home game, that'd be great. When they play Arizona, I'll actually be attending this game. I really hope the power play is improved by this one. You know, thanks for the call, Corwin. I I think the plan right now is for the Golden Knights to practice tomorrow in St. Louis. You're on the road. There's really not much you can do because of COVID protocols, so it's wise to get that practice in for Vegas. I think Chandler Stevenson, the point you bring up about speed, is is incredibly important, especially when it comes to uh, getting production out of Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. And I think tonight, like, it, I, I would agree that the power play could have used a little bit more jump, but 
you have to also kind of take into account that they were looking for Alec Martinez, trying to set up uh, his hat trick if, if it would have come to that. So I don't know that they were necessarily looking to make the right play on the power play. They were looking to get Alec Martinez a goal. That all being said, it is a point of emphasis, I think, for the Golden Knights heading forward to get the power play clicking once again. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. This is the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 6-1. The final, the Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 25-10-2 and two on the season. It's your postgame show. You should want to call in and talk about this game, the Golden Knights bounce back effort. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone line. Bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. That was a very fun one to listen to. So what impressed you most about this effort from the Golden Knights? Um, I think that it was just the variety of scoring and scoring chances that they got. It wasn't, you know, just one or two people. I somewhere said almost everybody had a shot at goal, or maybe that was referencing another one. But, you know, we got multiple points from defensemen. I mean, Alec Martinez got two, Hay got one, got scoring from Nosek on the bottom line, got scoring from Marshy on the top six. So it was kind of like, I think I said yesterday, the day before, I said it before, that, you know, they had all the pieces, but they haven't brought all the puzzle pieces to the table. So, you know, after today, it looks like that one little piece that's missing is just the power play, but it's, it's coming back together. You know, Stephanie, are, are you at, are you looking at this game and saying, okay, the slump is busted, the Golden Knights offense is back, or are you a little bit more cautiously um, wondering how the next couple of games go? Um, you know, I, I think kind of some of both. Like, yeah. um, I hope that it sparked something. I hope that it put a fire under everybody. Um, but I hope that they, and it sounded like it even from the post-game interviews that, they, that you guys played, that they want more. Like, they're not just satisfied with that. Like, I specifically heard Marshy talk about, you know, our first five minutes weren't very good. In a 6-1 to one game, that's, that's kind of nitpicking that the first five minutes weren't very good. So I, I hope that they take this as a win and it lit a fire and they're going to keep it up. All right, Stephanie, thank you for the call. I do appreciate it, as always, every time you call in to the extended postgame show. 702-876-1340 is the number and you look at this performance from the Golden Knights, 15 players with a point. That's a team record. Alec Martinez, his second career two-goal game. He's never had a hat trick in the NHL. It was close. He had a look. He had an opportunity. Just couldn't bury that third one. And then you've got Keegan Colazar, his first career multi-point game in the NHL. Two assists for Colasar. And, you know, you can continue to look at the goals that he doesn't score or hasn't been able to convert. I choose to look at it as Keegan Colasar still finding a way to impact the game on the score sheet. Assists mean something in this game. I thought Keegan Colasar had a strong effort for the Golden Knights. Of course, you'd like to see the goals fall. But if they're not falling, find other ways to impact the game. Keegan Colasar certainly did just that. And then I... I think one of the biggest things here 
as Alex Petrangelo, his return to St. Louis, you knew, right? You knew it was going to be emotional. You knew there'd be a video package. You knew that that moment had to come for Alex Petrangelo. And after he chips in with an assist on that Will Carrier goal, you like to see those types of plays from the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. The phone lines are lonely, so let's call them now. On the other side of the break, we'll get to the phone calls. 702-876-1340 on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 6-1. to one. The final, the Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues. 702-876-1340 is the number. Give me your most impressive player tonight. That's a challenge. Is it a, a direct challenge to anyone right now that is listening, that is a fan of the Golden Knights, that 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 doesn't call into a post-game show, but wants to. If you've ever been on the fence about it, now's the opportunity. It's an easy one here. Give me a call, 702-876-1340. Your most impressive player tonight. That is an easy first post-game show call. And there's no reason not to, especially when your team, the team that you root for, puts six on a team that not too long ago called themselves Stanley Cup champions. And while this isn't so much about the Golden Knights being great in this game as it is the St. Louis Blues being fragile, as it is the St. Louis Blues being incredibly incapable of winning a game, and, and, and that's, that's not being disrespectful. They just cannot win right now. They cannot win. And I, I guess we kind of could expect that maybe that would fell the, goal, uh, the, the St. Louis Blues this year without, right, without their captain and Alex Petrangelo and, and kind of transitioning to life in the organization. Without Alex Petrangelo, you knew that there was going to be an adjustment period. Jordan Binnington has been perfectly fine. Perfectly fine, but the Blues can't score. They've dealt with injuries all season long, and they're fragile. They're a team that just doesn't have any confidence. And when you win just two games out of their last 14, it's going to be really hard to find confidence there. So again, 702 876 1340. Let's go. Let's talk. Your most impressive player of the night. It's easy to say Alec Martinez. Two goals. Like that, that's kind of a key right there. It's easy to say Tomas Nosek. He starts the scoring. He's been on a tear 10 points in his last 11 games. And I think it's less easy to say Robin Leonard, right? Because it's a 6-1 win, but there were some key saves for Robin Leonard in this game that allowed the Golden Knights to get that breathing room in the second period. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Connor. Connor, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? You know what? I'm great, Connor. Um, I think 
of course, uh, as you said, Martinez had a really good game. Yep. I think Kolasar had another really good game. Yep. He's got some really good upside, I believe, at least. Um, of course, uh, Nosek. He's been on a really nice streak. Yep. Especially after the fourth line did not produce that much in the beginning of the season. It's really nice. Now, now Connor, let me ask you this. Because the Golden Knights put up six goals you don't get a goal from Mark Stone or Max Pacioretty or Riley Smith or William Carlson. Like, are you concerned about the lack of production from the top, uh, the top couple of lines for the Golden Knights? Or is this six-goal outburst kind of enough for you to say, all right, the slump is over? Um, depth scoring is always important. Yeah. It, you pay these guys so much money, they should be able to score. Of course, I think they will be able to, like, you have so much talent, like a Max Pacioretty or a Mark Stone. It's it's inevitable that they'll just score eventually. No, you're absolutely right, Connor. And thank you for the call. Enjoy, uh, enjoy that you took up the challenge. Number one, thank you, Connor, for taking up the challenge. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Let's bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? I'm fine. Um, mostly, I have a question. With Chandler coming back on Wednesday. Yeah. Do you expect them to pull Cody Glass back to the taxi squad? Well, I, I would expect that Chandler Stevenson will get back into the lineup and will center Max Pacioretty and, and Mark Stone. As far as where Cody Glass may, uh, may fall in the lineup, that's going to be a, a question for the next couple of days to figure out. It, it, there might be cap implications in terms of whether or not Cody Glass could could be in the lineup, whether there's got to be something else that happens. And then you've also got the idea of, you know, Tomasz Nosek has been playing incredibly well as your third-line center. Do you move Glass to the wing? Do you slide Kolasar down? Do you like Nick Waugh with Carrier? And and if you slide Kolasar Kolasar down, then you've got to make a decision on Carrier, Waugh, or Reeves. So I think there's kind of a lot of moving parts there. Um, I'm not really sure... Again, before the Chandler Stevenson uh, suspension, the plan was for Cody Glass to go to the AHL and get a couple of games and really kind of hone in on that confidence. I'm I'm wondering if that's not the decision that the Golden Knights go back to um, when Chandler Stevenson's available. Well, that makes sense. I just was wondering because Chandler Stevenson's just better at that position. Yeah, thank you for the call, Rita. I, I mean, you, you miss a lot of speed with Chandler Stevenson out of the lineup, and, and that's the type of speed that Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty can really play off of to get space and work some angles. So uh, I, I'm interested to see what the Golden Knights lineup is going to look like on Wednesday. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to wrap it up on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Six to one, the final. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues. It's a good bounce back effort from Vegas. 
And I think there's something to be said about the fact that 15 players had a point in this game. Your multi-point performers are Alec Martinez and Keegan Colasar and Will Carrier. That's depth on display for the Vegas Golden Knights. However, I still think if you can use the game on Wednesday to get Mark Stone going, to get Max Pacioretty going, and I'm going to be very careful in how I say this, to get Alex Tuck going offensively in terms of just finding the score sheet because Alex Tuck has been fantastic for the Vegas Golden Knights. He has been great defensively. He has been generating chances. He has been doing a lot and very engaged for this team. The only thing that's not going well for Alex is the production on the score sheet. Everything else has been fantastic about his game. But if you can use that game on Wednesday as kind of a springboard to get those guys going, then I think the Golden Knights will be in really good shape. I like the idea of Vegas having to fight for something right now in, in this season. You don't want to sleepwalk to the playoffs. You don't want to have the first place seed wrapped up with 12 games or 10 games left because you're not going to be as focused in on the task at hand. I think this setup works for the Golden Knights. I'm excited to see what they do with this opportunity. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for twisting and turning and dialing all the knobs in the correct fashion to have us sounding good on the air. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. That's always a plus. Thanks to everybody that listened and all of you that called and mostly all of you that aren't going to chirp me on Twitter when you're not going to call in to the Extended, po extended Post Game Show. That all being said, next broadcast will be Wednesday. Pre-game show will start at 5 o'clock, puck drop at 6. And then we will be back here for the post-game show after the game. We will talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.